If nobody turned that one steer the four times you ran that night, you didn't get a turn in. You just didn't get to row. <laughs> Who in the heck loans you $30,000 to go rodeo? What are you talking about? We get done. We're like, this sucks. We're still going to do it. I, I can't stand it. So I just go up to him and I, I am like, is there something wrong with your brain? So we're officially hey, going. Unoffendable. You know, yeah, that that is our that really is our man. The name of the podcast is the Flatbed Podcast, and the reason it's for that is <laughs> Flatbed is like <laughs> so. This is the Flatbed Podcast, as always, brought to you by Classic Ropes. Okay, so the podcast is going to have a little different feel this week. Um, we got to go to the Rope Horse Futurity in Fort Worth and hang out. Generally, what we've had here is like long form conversations. We have people come in the studio and sit down, and we sort of get to all the. The details that you might miss in a quick conversation. This week's going to be a little bit of a departure from that. Um, we set up there behind the announcer stand at the judges' room and got to hang out as people were coming by and get live updates. So there's going to be more podcasts released this week, but they're going to be shorter, just kind of quick, uh, maybe like snapshots into what's going on that week. And then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming next week. Excited to have these coming out. Excited for you guys to get to hear from people that are kind of right in the middle of it as it's happening. So. Uh, that's what this week's going to be. It's going to feel a little bit different, and then we'll get back to what we were. Um, Jake Telford is just kind of becoming a legend in the rain cow horse sport. I know for a fact he's a team roping sucker too, and so he stopped by and talked a little bit about his process living up there in Idaho where he sees the horses going. He refuses to make a prediction on who's going to win. Super, super nice guy. One of the good guys, so it's cool to get to visit with him for a minute. Do not skip. You're about to hear from some people who have partnered with the podcast. We'd love you to hear what they have to say. You guys check out the ropingcalendar.com. There's an app in all of the stores, whether it's Apple, whether you've got an Android, whatever the case may be, search roping calendar. This is the fastest way to find only the information that you're looking for. I know that Arizona can be chaotic. There can be a lot going on. The most comprehensive up-to-date list of the events that you can find in Arizona are at roping calendar. Check it out in the app store. Check out the website. You can search by date, you can search by location, you can search by event, you can even search by jackpot number. So say you're looking for a specific number of jackpot, you click on that tab, it'll take you only to the flyers that have what you're looking for. Ropingcalendar.com is the website, Roping Calendar in the App Store. It is the fastest growing website in Arizona for roping related events. 300,000 page views in its first winter, over 40,000 unique users. Find what you're looking for at the Roping Calendar. Jake Tilford. Yeah. What part of, what part of Idaho was home? I live I live in Caldwell, Idaho. Caldwell. And yeah. so there's I mean that's cowboy country there. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. You it's a like good that. area for the cow horse and there's a lot of good cowboys up there for sure. The World Series team ropings and stuff have kind of gotten silly there the last few years. It feels like it's gotten way bigger in that little area. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ropers there and uh They've, there's a lot to, ro- to go to for sure, especially in the summertime. Everybody comes to the Northwest, even the rodeo guys and that. There's yeah. some really good ropings up there and the really good rodeos up there in the summertime. And- so you said something highly insulting to team ropers earlier when you said this isn't even my main <laughs> thing. And I know for a fact that you win more than most in the team roping, but oh, it's not your main I, thing. I don't know if that's an accurate statement or <laughs> listen, not. But Listen, uh, if you're listening to this, <laughs> listen, let me promise you this is an accurate statement. Yeah, well, uh, so I, I love to rope. I, you know, that's... If I had to choose, that would probably be it. But the truth is that I wasn't as good at that as maybe I am at the cow horse. And so it kind of I kind of gravitated that way for one one reason or another. Um, you know, and at the time, I guess that I started out training rope horses. I started out working for a guy named Bob Johnson, and uh, he trained. So rope horses were first. Yeah, rope horses were first, and the cow horse was kind of a way to make my rope horses better in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But at that time, there really wasn't 
I mean, there were some jackpots in the rodeos to go to, but the, there was no rope horse fraternities. There was the AQHA World Show um, up there in the Northwest. It was really hard to get one qualified for the World Show. Right. Uh, and so I just kind of gravitated towards the cow horse, you know. So I think if you tell people you're a rain cow horse trainer, yes. people are like, oh, that's awesome. They imagine like the big bloomer trucks and trailers, and that's kind of the, <laughs> that's kind of the image I would say that follows the, the maybe the cutters, the rainers, things like that. Yeah. When you sit here and you watch what's going on today or this weekend, in your mind, is that coming for the team roping horse trainers? Because I think by comparison, the average person says, I'm a team roping horse trainer. You think like empty Coors light cans. Yeah, well, it, it's definitely changed over the years. Yeah. I like the quality of horses they ride and the amount of effort that they put into it. You know, roping's always been tough, but now you have a set of eyes watching you. It's a judged event. It's not just your roping ability anymore. You have to have a really good horse and you have to be a showman. You watch these guys make these runs and, and you can see the, the difference between the guys that have really worked at being showman you know it's cool it's cool it's to watch even, the style change yeah, from like absolutely. a rodeo to what they're yep. doing here yeah there's there's things that you can do to make your horse look better and still be fast and so those are the guys that's going to start winning more and more you know you gotta watch guys like andy holcomb that guy shows a horse good even if it's not the best horse he shows a right. horse great gets the good you know? and then you get guys here like trevor that obviously rope better and as good or better than anybody here and he's worked at showing his horses you know you can yeah. see it so Jason Hershberger was talking about the judging structure yeah. at the cow horse and mm-hmm. they, they have trainings. They make sure their judges are all sort of speaking the same language. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They have judges seminars and you have to pass a test to be an NRCHA judge. And-, and in your, in your estimation, not trying to get too far away from the team roping, I guess, but do you feel like that that system is working the way they designed it to right now? Or is there still room? For oh, there's always ups and downs and, you know, things that need to be tweaked or changed, but yes, it's, it's a really good system. You know, we have a, a five judge system, so it throws out the high and low. You know, if you get a guy that's a little sure. off or, you know, but it eliminates the friend, the buddy rule and right. the, you know, just things like that. It, it helps eliminate that. So, so when you, knowing that, knowing that that's kind of your foundation, mm-hmm. when you come over and watch this, as you're watching these runs, do you feel like you can pretty accurately predict? Oh, it's funny. I was just sitting in the stands practicing judging a little bit. You know, <laughs> I talked to Jay Wadhams. Uh, he's asked me about sure. judging once in a bit, once in a while. And uh, I haven't done it because I just wasn't confident in their system. But I actually went and sat in. They had a meeting and kind of a little seminar, watched right. some videos of the judges that are here this weekend. Sure. And uh, they're, they're headed the same direction. They're yeah. going to get it ironed out i think they got some kinks once in a while but it's it's a good system you know the time being the third judge is is an awesome idea and it breaks those guys up and it gives them some separation so you're not always the same score Um, but they've got a really good system there you think you'll have have a horse here next year oh i'd like to you know it's it's a lot of fun and if it was going to be like like kind of a pain in the butt to do it would you still do it do you want to do it do not fast forward we're going into a couple ads since its launch in 2014, the 1017 Project has donated over 1.2 million servings of hamburger. It's a program that raises rope and steers. We have lease cattle, jackpot steers, and we, when we're done with those, they transition into the food banks. We've partnered with over 65 different food banks between Oregon, Arizona, and Texas. Let me tell you how you can be a part of it. This winter in Arizona, if you have a steer that's a ducker or a dragger or breaks a horn, something that would cause him to not be useful as a rope and steer, think about donating him to the 1017 Project. You can also find out other ways to be a part of making a difference in the lives of the food insecure families who need our help at 1017project.com. The world is changing at such a rapid pace right now and it's easy to see the role that technology is playing in that. In some ways it's a positive thing and an example of that would be Lone Star Cowboy Church in Montgomery, Texas. 
It's located in Montgomery, Texas, but it is also located anywhere that you've got internet access. And I happen to know firsthand that they take their online campus just as seriously as people who attend in person. They do a great job of reaching out. It is a really easy place to get connected and stay connected, to go deeper in the word, to have a better understanding of what's taught there. Uh, I would recommend check out LoneStar.tv, LoneStar.tv to be a part of Lone Star Cowboy Church in Montgomery, Texas. It is by far the widest reaching cowboy church in the nation. Pastor Randy, Pastor Darla Weaver, near and dear to my hearts. I cannot recommend it enough. Check them out. But to do it, would you still do it? Do you want to do it that oh, bad? I still, or it's got to kind of work to your schedule. It's, well, I'm still going to do it, but, but. I also don't want to come with just a horse either. You know, right. if I come, it has to be a pretty damn good horse. Right. So, yeah. Well, what they have in the healing, 270 horses, oh, something like that. Yeah, you're not going to sneak I by. Think they, yeah, I think they had almost 300. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, so it's, it would be hard for just a horse to get by. Yeah. I mean, you, you'd have to. Well, and it, it, it yeah, exactly. I, I, need to, I need the right horse if I'm going to come and do it, to, to think I'm going to butt heads with these guys that have five or six and do it all day, every day. Right. That's unrealistic, but I still like it, and I'm yeah. eligible for the intermediate. And so if the right horse comes along, yeah, I'll be back. That's a, I think that's awesome that people that are outside of doing this every single day or that haven't rodeoed for a living per se, there's still there's still a lot of money to be won. I think Jackie Crawford won thirty one thousand yesterday. <laughs> yeah, in the intermediate. Yeah, there's yep, a lot of reason to try to make it work. Oh, absolutely, definitely is a lot of reason to try to make it work. Do you spend the winters in Idaho? You're fine. I do. We stay up there all year long. Is that hard from a from a location standpoint? Is that hard to get everywhere? Oh, you I have an indoor arena, and yeah, it's it's not ideal, but uh, you know, I've made it work for a lot of a lot of years, and uh, that's home to me. And so, no yeah. plans on leaving. Uh, not not in the near future. I might I, you might see there me spending hesitation. more. There's some hesitation there. <laughs> well, you might see me spending more and more time in Arizona in the wintertime. But yeah, uh, sure. I, I have a little place down there, and that's kind of the plan as I get yeah. my kids a little older and raised. And um, but yeah, Idaho's home. That's awesome. So, what would you tell somebody that says, "Okay, I want to be a rope horse trainer"? Is it? Let me ask you this way: Is it time now, or does the team rope need to progress a little while longer before a guy could really think this? Oh uh, no, his? there. I mean, there's no better time. It's growing, and and the opportunities that's out there. There's so many horses and so many trainers that need help. Like, if you're wanting to be a fraternity horse trainer, there's a lot of them guys that are needing help. It's really hard to find good help and pick somebody that uh, has a good program and that you you like to watch and is winning and go work for them get some experience and it's not going to be hard for you to step out on your own after a short period of time so say there's a kid he's 18 years old Mm -hmm. he wants to be a rope horse trainer but like knows that he doesn't have what it takes yet he just wants to learn he's just hungry to figure it out um it seems like in the team roping world, the idea of an internship or an apprenticeship or something is still so foreign. And mm-hmm. my thinking yep. would be, hey, whatever it takes. Like it, just like you said, the, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a short line. You don't have to stand behind 100 people to go volunteer, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, it, there's guys out there hunting for help. That's yeah. for darn sure. Yeah, but, so if a guy wants to get into it, there's, there's yep. a way to do it. But you got to be humble, too. You're not just going to get to rope all day in the beginning, you know. If you, It's going <laughs> to yeah. be a lot of saddling and Clean loping. Clean a lot and, of rope horse you, stalls. Yeah, exactly. That's a... Yeah, but uh, that's the way to do it. If awesome. you're going to get any in the, the the amount of knowledge you can gain from some of them guys and and the uh, you know the contacts that you meet from some of them better guys, it's going to be invaluable if that's what you really want to do for a living. It's, it's no different than the cow horse, you know. Uh, I maybe was one of the exceptions and did it the hard way, but I, I won't tell people that was the best way for sure. <laughs> what would you like when you say you did it the hard way? What? I kind of did it on my own. You know, like I said, started out training rope horses and then. I worked for a guy named Dan Rozier who was training some rope horses and I helped him show some and his were just so much more broke than mine that I thought I got to figure out how to do this. So I bought a horse of my own and started training it, started (laughs) showing and 
you know, hindsight, it would have been a lot faster track to, to pick a high, high end trainer and, and go work and get some, you know, go to college basically is what it yeah. amounts to. Right. You're get, yeah, getting, paid, for you're getting paid yeah. for your education. And, yeah. um, I didn't do that. And so it was a struggle and a lot of ups and downs and it was the, definitely the hard way to do it. But what's uh, the, what's the story of the cow horse this week? What's the thing that stood out to you this week is what's what's interesting that's happening oh there, the there's it's it, the cow horse is so amazing because there's so many ups and downs you know there's there's it's just uh trying to do three events on a three-year-old is extremely tough i mean you look at the robots for i think there's one three-year-old heel horse entered maybe yeah. and uh, to try to do three events that they do on a three-year-old is is extremely difficult so there's always ups and downs and some exciting runs and you watch some fence runs like sarah dawson's you know has a huge fence run on a cow that's pretty much unworkable and she gets it done. It's, it's pretty cool. And, awesome. you know, there's there's going to be a lot of that in the finals come Saturday. You know, Perfect. I'd Who's invite gonna win it? everybody out there to come and watch the finals on Saturday. Who's going to win it? Oh, man, that, I, it's pretty hard not to pick my friends. You know, there's yeah. some great horses in there, but there's there's a couple of my buddies that got a really good chance. So, Well, that's not naming names, though. Yeah, I know. That's really hard political. to do. I don't want to make anybody mad. <laughs> Can't go there. Oh, I got it. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Anytime. Yeah.